We have within us the ability, the knowledge, the wisdom, the power to achieve God's purpose for our life, but it has to be horizontal first. We have to be led in order to lead others. My guest today is Beth Townsend. She is a writer, publisher, and author, and host of Life on Purpose, which airs on Faith Unveiled Network, Pure Flix, and Life Network for Women. So you said you must be led before you lead. At the time of uh, deciding to write my book, you know, I had become a speaker. I had become all those the you know the person up in front of the the room teaching the seminars and people would begin to ask me what is your purpose you know and you know i was in my 20s and people would say how did you know your purpose and then somebody else would say but but you know what you're supposed to be doing with your life and the truth is i had no clue other than to make a paycheck and pay my bills but eventually that question started sinking deeper into my soul and i began to realize this is kind of a god thing and Maybe I do have a purpose, but maybe I should ask God what that is because this independence and this, you know, climbing that corporate ladder, while there was some fulfillment in it, you know, the older you get, the more you want something bigger to start to mean something and purpose became a passion. And I began to really start interviewing people, asking questions. And it's, you know, that was uh, decades ago, and I'm still asking those questions today. If someone thinks they found their purpose, why do people give up on that? Well, because it's hard. Um, you know, it's hard to persevere. So we live in the society today that is right now, sense of urgency. We live by sight, not by faith. And the Bible says live by faith, not by sight. So I have to choose, you know, it's, it's really a mindset choice. I have to choose to believe that even though our show and my book came out at the time of the pandemic hitting, I have to choose to believe by faith, not by sight, that that was part of God's plan because it certainly wasn't part of my plan. And I thought I was in tune with his plan, but I have to be able to say, okay, God, your ways are higher. Your ways are much bigger than mine. And you have a plan for this and all things work together for good for those who love the Lord. And so purpose is, is not necessarily what we do. Purpose is how we think because you know, it's, it's really the, it's kind of like working out, you know, uh, my friend was telling me the other day, she said, I really don't want to go work out, but I, I'm dressed and I'm going to go. And I said, you know, I never really want to work out, but I'm never regretful that I did. So it's sometimes it's just the discipline of saying, okay, God, I do trust you. And also we, we have a, you know, I have three sisters and a mom and we're all really close. I have a brother that passed away, but we're all really close. And so, um, you know, for so long growing up, our go-to phone call was to each other and we would help each other, but we would help each other through the lens of our own personal experience. So whatever discrepancies any one of us may have, 
was part of their decision making in, in advising us. So, you know, for me to pack up and move across the country by myself two or three times, um, you know, other people might have said, what are you, crazy? You know, not really. I mean, I had to go where the jobs were and I had to go where promotion was. So sometimes it's just really a commitment to see things through to the next level one step at a time. How does Jesus fit into this whole dynamic of this show that you're putting out there? And how do you want to help people? And how do you want people to see this program that you're doing now? I want people to see the active hand of God in the lives of others, whether it be a mistake, whether it be a past, whether it be a calling. You know, I think sometimes we want to we want to believe the Bible, we want to read the Bible, and you've got your Bible there. It's your go-to, it's your story for life. Um, but if you weren't raised in that environment, it's not your go-to. It's not what you believe first. What you believe first is what you hear, what you see what you can touch. So if you're sharing a story about what God has done in the lives of a person, the Bible is the foundation of that. But when someone says God delivered me from a lifelong addiction, then, you know, that's a real life example of something God did. And if God opened a door for me to live out this great, you know, uh, purpose for my life, then that's something God did. That's not saying maybe God's going to do something. So the show is about what God has done and what God, his active hand in the lives of others. So it just shows that he's fully alive. He's fully aware in Jesus, you know, the Holy spirit. I mean, he's our advocate. He's our guide. He is, you know, it's like, um, when you buy a product and you want to put it together, and you get out the instruction manual and you you put it together like a b c or d you don't ask someone in the other room hey have you ever had this product if you have how do you put it together because they don't know so we're very swayed by the opinion of others and i think we as women are the worst at that because we want to tell our girlfriends everything which is great but we just want to choose that wisely but we have within us the ability, the knowledge, the wisdom, the power to achieve God's purpose for our life. But it has to be horizontal first. We have to be led in order to lead others. So we have to choose how to be led every day in our life. And then once we're, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, if you do your quiet time in the morning and you did it right and you gave it the ample amount of time, you know what? It charges your day because it fuels your faith because you can check that off. The one thing that I should have done best today, I did that. So whoop, I'm good to go. You see what I'm saying? God mm -hmm. done. It's just great to see what God is doing because sometimes we look in our world and we think, where is God? I mean, we have pandemics, we have wars, we have, you know, we have toilet paper shortages, we have loss of jobs, we have a lot of real big problems and we watch what's going on in the world and we have a tendency to panic and think, okay, well, we've rejected God in our nation, so God has left our nation. But if you look in the individual lives of people that are trusting him, you see very much a present God who is at work and he is doing what he can do to a surrendered soul. 
and he's doing mighty, mighty things. So let me ask you this one question. What was the toughest interview, the hardest for you to do? I think the toughest for me to do was I interviewed Ambassador Andrew Young. So he was the ambassador to the United Nations. He marched alongside Martin Luther King Jr. in the civil rights riots. He was very present in the civil rights movement. Landed this interview with him in downtown Atlanta. I mean, it was just one of those things I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so intimidated by this man, by what he's done, by where he's been, by this, you know, climb to this uh, office up in this skyscraper in Atlanta. And I felt so inadequate because I thought, you know, how am, I don't, I don't know history. Like this man has experienced history. How am I going to ask him a question that he's not going to think, where is this girl and what is she doing in my office? And so I go in and I mean, I, the whole time I'm climbing, climbing up, I'm like, oh my gosh, what? It, it was pristine. I mean, I'd never been in a place like this. I mean, and here I was, it was just going to be me and him. And I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? And I was just, so I go in and I sit down with him and it was all those things. It was intimidating. It was scary. But within the first few minutes, I'm sitting down with him and we're couch to couch, eyeball to eyeball. And within three minutes, we're talking about our mama's prayers. And it, it just brought us down to, neither one of us would have been here had our mamas not been on their knees. And then we got to talking about, you know, he taught me a lesson and um, that was, was profound. Uh, and, you know, I asked him, I said, how did you go out every day in the midst of what was going on in the civil rights movement? I mean, people were being murdered, people were being lynched. I mean, horrible things were happening, yet you went out every day and you continued to go out and face that danger. I don't think I could have done that. And he said, you know what we learned? He said, we learned that if your life in it had nothing worth dying for, then your life is not worth living. So the passion that he had was the purpose that he had was driven by the passion to accomplish God's purpose for his life, which was change history, which he did. But every day he had to face the decision, am I going to choose faith over fear? I could die today, but I'm doing what God called me to do. And he lived to tell about it. And, you know, it's just an incredible story. But that was my hardest interview because I felt so intimidated by what I read about him before I went in, but he was gracious, kind, uh, soft-spoken, yet when he spoke, you just wanted to listen to everything he said because you knew it really, really meant something. I love that, um, that you are so faithful. Can you leave us with something that Jesus has laid on your heart? Well, I think that's that we are each uniquely called and set apart by him. Um, you know, I think that we have to seek him, but when we don't feel him, trust him. You know, I have a real hard time separating my feelings from facts and faith. And there are times 
when I have to rest on the facts and not my feelings. And that is God loves me. God has a plan for me. God is at work in that plan for me, even though I don't feel that or I don't see what I want to be seeing. I want to see what I think I want to see. I think we all have to choose to trust him even when it's hard. You know, it's easy when I used to tell my kids every day when they got out of the car to go to school, I said, you know, know who you are know who you're not. And I always said, it's easy when it's easy, but when you really are tested is when the, when it's hard to find your faith and it's hard to go back out, out, you know, every day, you know, we've talked about this. Being in ministry is one of the hardest things for anyone to be in. It is hard to be in ministry because there's so many obstacles, but yet God puts out there and, you know, just when we think, ah, oh, maybe I'm not so called to this, then he'll do something. And he'll open a door and he'll say, you know what, just keep going. And I was talking to a friend yesterday and she said, it's like a maze, um, you know, the faith wall. It's like a maze. You can't really see around the next bend, but, you know, you know, God is leading and you have to take one step at a time. So this year for me, I am resting on two solid factual and i believe the bible to be factual so i can call it factual two factual things that i'm standing on and that is seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you as well and so i'm going to master lord willing my quiet time this year and i've so far have you know not every day is perfect but i go back and catch up i think if i can get my foundation right of that quiet time every day that gives me the faith to then go out and then the second scripture is asking it will be given seeking you will find knocking the door will be open and because he who asks receives he who knocks the door will be open and um, he who seeks finds i think i got that close to right so basically my philosophy for this year is if my seeker is right what i seek first my finder can't go wrong I can knock on doors, but I, God says he's going to lead me. He's going to open the right doors, and I'm going to walk. So seek right, find the right doors that will be open. find out more about Beth, go to lifeonpurpose.tv. Do you want to see more videos? Subscribe today to my YouTube channel, The Call with Nancy Sabato.